Today on the Inside Scoop, UGA recruiting Intel on five stars KJ Bolden and Justin Williams. Texas trending for multiple five-star prospects. But first... Uh, I would be committed to... What are we doing, Mike? What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, there it is. Tennessee. Let's go. Congratulations. Mike Matthews headed to Tennessee. Mike, I want to know, when did you know that it was going to be Tennessee? Uh, It was kind of really like a gut feeling, you know. When I was on my official visit, it was just, you could just, I just had a feeling it was different over there, you know. I had a good, I had a good time with all the players and the coaches, and I just really enjoyed it over there. That was the moment that Mike Matthews, five-star wide receiver, committed to Tennessee. It was a battle that Tennessee needed to win. Let's bring in Austin Price of VolQuest. Austin, it's been a roller coaster of a recruitment for five-star Mike Matthews. Nearly every team had some sort of optimism heading into this big decision. How was Tennessee able to beat out USC, Georgia, and Clemson for one of the top wideouts in the country? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It was Tennessee Clemson. It was Tennessee USC. It was Tennessee Georgia, as Boo Carter told us he thought it was at the end of the official visit at the end of the month of June. But the one common denominator was it was always Tennessee. And Mike really fell in love with the staff, with the offense, really uh, jives with Kelsey Pope. Mm. His mom and dad were very comfortable in, at Tennessee. And, uh, you know, Mike, you know, didn't do a whole lot of talking, kept things really close to the vest. And, uh, you know, Kelsey Pope, Josh Heupel are super ecstatic as they head into SEC media days in Nashville later today. Austin, how are Tennessee fans reacting to this? Because it seemed imperative that Tennessee follows up landing Nico Amaliava in 2023 with a five-star in 2024. And there's a lot of good wide receivers on the board. You had Ryan Wingo, you got Amari Jefferson, but what did it mean to land Mike Matthews before summer ends? was big you know there's no other way to uh describe it um you know that's one that tennessee you know fell in love with you know a couple of years ago when they first got the job they could started to recruit him they continued to recruit him more early on they didn't care what he wanted to play db wide receiver whatever they yeah. just wanted him on the football team because they view him as a football player a playmaker and so they're extremely ecstatic and you're right to build off of last year's success with with nico Maliava. Adam, Mike Matthews, and we'll see what happens with Amari Jefferson on August 5th. We'll see what happens with Ryan Wingo in December. Uh, but, you know, they've already got Braylon Staley, now Mike Matthews. It's a nice wide receiver hall. Now can only build upon it from here. And recruiting never stops. Edwin Spillman is up next. The Nashville linebacker announces his decision on Friday, just one day from now. He's number 300 overall. FSU, Georgia, Ohio State are the biggest threats. What's your read on his recruitment is we're about 24 hours out. Well, you know, I've said for a long time that, that, you know, I think the biggest thing that hurt Tennessee to this point is the fact that everybody just assumed he was going to end up a ball because <laughs> his brother was there. And I think that slowed the process down some. Ohio State made it has made it really interesting with, with uh, you know, with Edwin. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job recruiting him. Uh, he really likes the Ohio State staff a ton. Um, but again, at the end of the day, it, it is hard to, you know, look at this and go, man, it's, you know, really, really leave, you know, Nathan, you know, at Tennessee and him go to Ohio State. I've said nothing would surprise me. I, I've kind of stuck to my guns for a, for a long time that, you know, I would be shocked to see him play anywhere else. But again, he's played things close to the vest. 
he's you know not doing a whole lot of talking so we'll all find out coming up on friday about you know what his decision entails and kind of where he's headed all right we talked about it at the top but ryan wingo a five-star wide receiver that tennessee's been involved in has come out and set a commitment date december 20th so he's going the distance right to december uh national signing day does the late decision help or hurt tennessee with their chances at ryan wingo well, I think it helps because they didn't waste an OB on him in the summertime like a few schools did. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he will be here officially for the Georgia game in November. He is coming back in next week unofficially to visit Tennessee. Texas is obviously swinging big there. They're a factor, but the Vols are absolutely deep in it with Ryan Wingo. They're deep in it with Amari Jefferson, and we'll see what happens. Amari Jefferson, another one that will visit you know, unofficially next week and then go to Alabama the following day and then make his decision coming up on August 5th. Jefferson is a huge need for Tennessee and, you know, we'll see if Tennessee can kind of flip the momentum because it's been with Alabama, you know, even if it's a little bit, it's been with Alabama for the last, you know, six weeks or so. Yeah. So Amari Jefferson, he's going to announce his decision here at the on three studios. Do you think that, well, well, what's your lean here? I know, I know it's Alabama. I know Tennessee, they've been going at it, but what's your lean here? Where you, where do you think he's headed? Well, you know, I keep saying, like, I think that it's by the slightest of margins I lean Alabama. I think it's still super close. I don't think he's decided. The fact he's going to take an, an unofficial to both again next week tells me he doesn't have his mind made up. I think if he had his mind made up, he wouldn't be taking those visits. And so going to visit Tennessee Friday, Alabama Saturday, and then decide August 5th. I give the tie the slimmest, the <laughs> slimmest, like 52-48, 51-49, you know, um, and we'll see if Tennessee can flip it and make it 52-49. Yeah, I know that doesn't equal 100, but Tennessee fans will get the uh, get the uh, the the percentages. These visits are going to be huge at the end of the month. And another battle that you said could have gone either way the last time you were on the show was Braylon Russell, you know, the running back. He commits to Arkansas over Tennessee. So, Austin, what will Tennessee now do at the running back position? What's the plan? Well, they've got Peyton Lewis committed, Josh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, you know, they'll they'll keep swinging at Daniel Hill. That one doesn't feel like Tennessee. It feels like Alabama probably in South Carolina probably running two, Tennessee probably run three there. Um, they obviously made the you know the top six or whatever for Nate Frazier, the talented tailback out of California. Mm-hmm. But again, that one's another one that's gonna go a while and you know, I'm not sure Tennessee's super deep in that one. They try to be, but we'll see. Uh, I think more likely Tennessee, you know, depending on who stays and who goes after this year. Um, if they lose a couple, they would probably go to the portal. If not, if they don't lose two and they only lose one, I could see Tennessee being just holding Pat with Peyton Lewis and Peyton Lewis alone. All right. So kind of running back recruiting is on hold right now. Well, with Tennessee adding all these offensive weapons, they got to get some big offensive tackles there. Bennett Warren, the four-star offensive tackle. Uh, when does he announce? Do, do we have an announcement date on Bennett Warren? your guess is as good as mine. I mean, everybody's been trying to get him on the phone and nobody really can, whether it's the Michigan sites, the Tennessee sites, um, you know, he, he's kind of laying low, uh, ghosting everybody. You know, I think in his mind, he wanted to be off the board in July, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, he may visit Texas A&M at the end of the month. The Aggies even trying to get him to come to campus when things open back up next week. If that happens, they're not too far away. He's just down in Houston. And uh, you would think that they would become a serious factor there, but it's kind of Michigan, Tennessee. I think there's kind of an internal tug of war there to, about who might be on top. And, you know, and it's Texas A&M landing the weeds ready to pounce and, and maybe swoop in here and steal him from both. 
Yeah, I, it seems like a three-team battle, but like you said, it's been hard to read. At times, it seems like Michigan's on top. It seems like Tennessee's been in a good spot. A&M, obviously, you can't count out the in-state team. But we just don't know when he's going to decide. But one prospect that we do know when he's going to decide is four-star corner Kai Bates. He will be make, making his final decision next Wednesday. Now, Bates will announce, will it be he, – he's got a bunch of top teams, right? But if I'm reading this correctly – is it a two-team race between LSU and Tennessee here? Yeah, I think so, too. Like, he put out seven. <laughs> yeah, seven. No, I always love those, right? I mean, like, you know, you're, you're not really picking between seven schools. You're down to a few. Uh, but it's Tennessee and LSU, in my opinion. And uh, I've said for a while, I felt like Tennessee exited the month of June with the most momentum there. There's nothing that has changed in my mind to make me feel otherwise. Again, I don't think this one's done. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's nearing the conclusion, obviously, because he set a date. I think he's super close to making a decision, but I think he's still weighing a few options, uh, you know, before he uh, makes the decision next Wednesday. Man, well, Tennessee fans, there is a lot of be a nice run between, between Mike Matthews last night, Edwin Spillman potentially Friday, and then Kai Bates potentially next Wednesday. Could be a nice run. And then, of course, you've got Amari Jefferson out there as the X Factor, Josh. Right. Yeah. Amari Jefferson is going to make his decision August 5th. So, Tennessee fans, just buckle up. It's going to be a crazy week and a half, two weeks here. Austin Price, thanks for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. Appreciate you, Josh. The Texas Longhorns are currently ranked 19th in the on three industry team rankings, but I don't expect that to last long because there are several five-star recruits that Texas is in good shape for. Let's bring on expert Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas to talk a little bit more. Let's start with the big dog himself, five-star plus Colin Simmons. Now, he tweeted just yesterday that he is about ready to make a decision. We don't know when exactly. He says that he's ready to set a commitment date. What's your read on when he could possibly commit and what is going on with his recruitment? Yeah, tough business reading Colin Simmons. He's very street smart, as street smart as any recruit I've come across. But I'll say this, uh, Josh, at the beginning of this process, there was a December uh, decision talked about, mm -hmm. maybe after Duncanville wins state again, right? Mm -hmm. But as this recruiting process goes on, I mean, those dates, those timelines adjust. They move up. Um, and, you know, Colin Simmons got four official visits in in June. Uh, Texas was the last one, the 23rd through 25th. He's scheduled to be at A&M and possibly LSU or possibly just one of those here next last weekend in July. Um, I look, I, I'll be surprised, I guess, if he doesn't decide before his senior season at some point or shortly into his senior season. Um, I, I think there's some key people around him that would love for him to be committed when his senior season starts or shortly mm -hmm. after it starts just to take some of that pressure off the recruiting process. And um, look, it's a tiring process. It's fun at the beginning, but when you start hitting up these uh, official visits and these unofficial visits back to back to back weekends, uh, it, the process can get tiring pretty quick, quick, even for the best of them. So I right now my read on it, Josh, is sometime around the beginning of the season or shortly into the season. It could happen before that, but I don't expect it to go until December when Texas plays the state championship games. All right. Well, Texas Longhorn fans want me to ask you, Jerry, how do you feel about your prediction of Colin Simmons to Texas as it stands today? I'm still sticking with it. I, I, I still think it's it's right there. Um, I think I put in 65% on the RPM. I'm still about there. Um, look, I think these recruitments, as they come down, come 
closer to the end, they're always going to get tight, right? I mean, that's just the way this business is. We're going to talk about other guys that are the same way. Uh, LSU, A&M, he was always going to stay close to home. So I've always had, we've talked about it, Texas, LSU, A&M were the three schools pegged for Colin Simmons recruitment, really been Texas, LSU with A&M uh, a distant third. Um, and I still think that's where this recruitment's at today. And I look, I just think there's a lot of things going in Texas' favor. I think there's uh, the, the ability to be that alpha on the edge, kind of like Kelvin Banks is at left tackle for Texas. Uh, there's a lot of DFW flavor along I-20 that's in Austin right now and are very close. These kids grew up together playing youth football, basketball, soccer, whatever, man. John T. Cook, Anthony Hill, all these guys who hosted him on his official visit. I remain the same on Colin Simmons. I think he's a Texas lean headed into next weekend's visit. All right. Well, there's another top Texas target that has set a decision date, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But before we do that, Texas fans, like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We talk Texas here all the time. Hit that subscribe button. All right. I want to talk to you about five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo. He set a commitment date of December 20th. Now, coming out of his official visit, I remember, Jerry, you told me, yeah, Texas has a puncher's chance here. But now knowing that he's going to take this thing clear to December 20th, how do you feel about where Texas stands and their chances at Landon Wingo? Yeah, well, first of all, let's see if that's hold, right? I mean, I, I, I think Ryan could change that timeline to a little bit sooner as well. So let's see if that December 20th holds. I think Texas has – I think they have a good read on this recruitment. I think they're right there with a puncher's chance or more than – uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian, Chris Jackson, Arch Manning hosting him on his official visit was big. You don't have Arch Manning host Ryan Wingo on official visit uh, if you're Steve Sarkeesian, unless you have a pretty good read on what's important in this recruitment. I think the wide receiver position at Texas, the chances they're going to lose some guys to the NFL probably early uh, helps the Longhorns. And I really think it's headed towards an SEC recruitment. I'm not counting Michigan out here. Michigan fans, don't jump on me. But I see Texas, Tennessee – Missouri, Georgia, and I think I'm not sure where Georgia's at in it, but I think Texas and Tennessee are in pretty good positions right now for Ryan Wingo, and I think Texas has a legitimate chance here. Would be interesting if he also decided to go a little bit early, but as of now, it's it's December right. 20th for five-star Ryan Wingo. Uh, how about five-star cornerback Kobe Black? He has been trending towards Texas for a while now. Jerry, is he Texas's to lose? Yeah, it appears he's been Texas as the lose for a while. Now, he's scheduled to be at A&M next weekend. So is Ryan Wingo. So is maybe Colin Simmons. So that's a, um, you know that's going to be an interesting weekend in College Station if all those guys show up. But I, I do think Kobe Black, for the same reasons that Colin Simmons is, I just think, I think this recruitment's coming down the close to home. He made the, uh, the visit to Oklahoma. He made the visit to Ohio State, Oregon he's been to. He's scheduled to be at uh, LSU the second weekend in September for an official visit. And then, as I said, A&M next weekend unofficially. I really think it's going to come down to those very close-to-home schools. And I think Texas is the leader headed into the last weekend in July. Yeah, and you know what? Texas just seems like a good fit. You know what else is a good fit? My bird dog khakis. I've been wearing them everywhere. I have them on right now. I wear them golfing. I wear them to the market. I wear them to work. I've been wearing them to work so much. And I was thinking, you know, these, these are really flexible. I can move in these. And you know what? I went out and I bought a pair to golf in. I absolutely love them. 
let me tell you, I get a lot of compliments. Even my, my fiance compliments on me and she never compliments me on anything. And she said she loves my bird dogs. I get compliments when I go to work in them and they just feel great. They keep me cool and dry in the summer heat. The cloud knit fabric that they use, second to none. Here's what I need you to do right now for me. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh and you will get this free Yeti style or tumbler with your order of bird dogs. That's birddogs.com forward slash Josh or promo code Josh and get your free Yeti style or tumbler. Let me tell you, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Jerry, up next, I want to talk about top 100 prospect, four-star corner, Corian Gibson. He is set to make his decision on Saturday. What can Texas fans expect heading into this big decision? Yeah, this is going to be Texas or Clemson. Um, there were some reports in, in our industry a couple of weeks ago that it was Clemson, Ohio State. We, mm-hmm. Inside Texas, we never took that to be a fact. Uh, this has been Texas and Clemson for a while. Um, and look, I think I, I think Texas should feel pretty good about this. So, and what, Josh, what's interesting about Corin's recruitment is, you know, we grew up following the visits, right? He's been to Clemson three times since the spring, two of those unofficially, then the official visit in June. So if you just follow the visit, you would say, OK, Clemson is probably going to be the pick here. He's been to Texas twice around those visits, and his mm-hmm. official visit June 23rd through 25th was his last visit. I just think there's a lot of confidence on the Texas side here. People I talk to uh, close to the recruitment, close to Lancaster High, I think there's a lot of uh, confidence on the Texas side. Right now, um, you headed into his July 22nd uh, uh, commitment. That's 4 p.m. at Lancaster High. Uh, and look, again, we mentioned it with Colin Simmons. DFW area, Steve Sarkeesian, Jeff Banks, and the Texas staff, they put a lot of work there because the previous staff kind of they let that go a little bit. Uh, and so Jonte Cook, the Anthony Hills, Malik Muhammad's, Billy Walton, all those guys who these kids, these guys grow up with. Jordan Johnson Rubel committed to Texas right now, grew up with Corey Gibson. They're about best friends. They played youth sports together growing up. And I know Corian really likes Clemson. That was his favorite school growing up. Uh, but I do expect him, to, uh, as of today, uh, to pick Texas over Clemson Saturday. Right. That's how some of these big visits go. It did seem like Clemson had a lot of momentum coming out of that trip. But now as things kind of slow down and the decision gets closer, it looks like Texas. All right. I want to talk to you lastly about four-star edge Zena Umio Zulu. He comes out of Allen, Texas. And earlier this month, I thought maybe he was going to make a decision this summer. Now it like, seems like things have slowed down. What's happening here with his recruitment? Is, is this a good sign or a bad sign for Texas? I think it's a no sign for Texas. Um, look, it's never great if you think somebody's going to commit, maybe, and they don't. Uh, but here's the thing. I think Neto is happy at Texas. Uh, I think the parents are very academic oriented. But I think how much Neto plays early in the season could have an impact here. I really do. Um, I, and I think Oklahoma You're talking about his brother. Yeah, Neto Yomezulu, sorry, who's the left backup left guard at Texas, who is going to be in the rotation. He's going to play. Mm-hmm. I think the family wants to see – uh, exactly uh, how much Neto is going to play, how happy he is here at the start of the season because he's been happy at Texas to this point. Uh, I can tell you, to Oklahoma and him are recruiting uh, Zena like it's a, it's an open recruitment right now. That's for sure. I think everybody knows he's a Texas lean, but you don't back off these kids. You recruit them when they're at talent level of Zena. So I think that's what's really going on at the heart of this recruitment is uh, his brother's happy at Texas. I think everybody wants to see. Um, how much he's going to play early in the season, um, and that could impact, you know, if Oklahoma or A&M's chances go up. 
All right, Jerry. So as I look at it now, I mean, the guys that we talk about, they're all trending towards Texas. It seems like unless something goes sideways that they're going to land most of the guys we talked about, even though Texas sits at number 19 right now, is it crazy to think that they could finish with the top five class? No, it's it's not because there's five five stars on the board, right? If you knock out three of those, if you get three to fall your way and you add in the two or three, four other guys ranked in the top 300 in the country, then you're sitting around four to six. I think one and two are pretty much done, right, yeah. at this point. Wait to say that, but barring a major upset here, George's going to have the one class, Ohio State's going to be two. Uh, but then it's pretty open after that. So uh, Texas has enough uh, shots on goal here to where they're going to sign their third straight top 10 class. The question is, some of those five-star shots on goal, if they hit on three of them, yeah, they're going to be sitting in the top five, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I think ten Texas finishes inside the top five. Jerry Hamilton, thanks for joining the Inside Scoop today. You got it. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me, and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.